0: Number one Star Wars, number two comics, number three Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit, number four Mario, number five Weird Al, number six Batman, number seven Cal-El, number eight The Simpsons, number nine TV, number ten every single band that I stole all their MP3s, but they're really all sold out, say it all together if you're with me now. Nerds ruin everything, nerds ruin everything, say nerds ruin everything, nerds
1: ruin everything, nerds ruin everything, say nerds ruin
2: everything. Fortunately, I bought a new laptop, so.
0: Oh! Okay,
2: well uh, that's nice. Uh PC. Um it's uh, uh it's it's like a it's a is it a Dell? A yeah,
0: Talk?
2: it's a, Oh. Uh, oh okay. No it's uh Inspiron. Oh okay. Um so it's like a mid mid level uh the the guy it, in we're recording. Hey everybody, welcome back to Drew and everything. I'm Logan.
0: <laughs> and I'm Adam. <laughs>
2: And, uh, and uh, <laughs> it's gonna be a hell, gonna hell of a show because yes, I I woke <laughs> up fifteen minutes ago,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean you know, and there's I mean other than the strike and the the writer strike ending, there's right. still strikes going on, uh, so don't get too happy about things because the actors are still striking. Um, and everybody's in solidarity with them. So just because the writers are writing doesn't mean that film is filming. So, but anyhow, um, yeah, so we're back and we don't know what we're going to talk about, which is amazing. I always love these types of episodes because we both didn't see the creator for different reasons. (laughs) Um, Even though we said that we were going to try to get to it, but things have come up like, like, like John, Han- or like, no, it's actually Ian Malcolm used to say, life finds a way, John. Uh, <laughs> <Yes>. So, <laughs> and life has definitely found a way. Um, I mean, I've just, my-, my shit is work shit and uh, fantastic fest. But you, my friend, you had an interesting Friday, didn't you?
2: Um. Well, yeah, I went to a Braves game. Um, <laughs> the second to the last I,
0: game of the season,
2: right? Uh. Third to the last, I think they oh, play okay. today and, and they play Sunday. So yeah, they're playing
0: the Nationals, um, right? They uh, yeah. they played the Nationals, right? The that's their series that they're closing out for the year.
2: Yeah, uh, which I mean, I I imagine when they set up the schedule, they thought that that was going to be a like a <laughs> like a hot series, like a good way to close yeah. everything out. Not that the Braves were going to run away with. The entire National League, and <laughs> <laughs> um, it Seriously. really, really wouldn't matter. Um, so much so that, uh, so uh, uh, Ronald Acuna, who is the front runner for uh, MVP this year, who became the only person ever with 40 home runs and 70 stolen bases, uh, the star player of the team takes one at bat steals a base to tie the franchise or no break the franchise record Otis Nixon so many years ago with Otis Nixon in attendance that was kind of cool he plays one inning and then sits down
1: (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) I saw that because you were telling me that you were at the game so I was like I wanted to see I wanted to see what happens and then, like I was keeping up to date on it um, because it was on, um, it, it was on TV. And then I was like, I was kind of inactively watching it just on the side. And I looked and I was like, "What? They're si- uh, uh, By the third uh, inning, half the team was
2: sitting down. <laughs> yeah,
0: and, <laughs> and it was the
2: scrubs. <laughs>
0: yep. Uh, what's wild about this season, just as a, uh, and a macro thing, is that we're going to have three teams cross the hundred. Across the 100 win game Line because the oh, Dodgers dude. are going to do it This weekend yeah Baltimore Has done it and now And the Braves by Like you know like they'll probably end up Taking the next two games so they'll be at 105 wins like yeah. it's
2: Nuts I mean I was so I went With a, a buddy of mine Sean We mm-hmm. sat uh, Not quite Right behind third base But okay Pretty close to third base, uh, more towards the outfield. Oh, okay. On the wall, like on the... We were the second row up. So, like, I was on the field. Uh It was... That's the closest I've ever sat. Oh, wow. Yeah, they... uh, He he went fuck wild on the tickets. I was like, dude, he was like... And I... Honestly, it is one of those things where it's like it's nice, but you don't get the view of the field that you get if you're sitting up in the stands, you know, yeah, so my, you my, just have this ground level
0: yeah my my uh my preferred is second loge behind home plate, um two or three rows from the bottom of the the loge the first yeah. the first loge. Like I guess it's second lodge because the first is the, no, it's actually second. Lo, it's first lodge because it's the first level above yeah. the the stands, the rafters. Um, it, it's it's the like to me that's the best seat in the house. Like I don't want to sit behind home plate, like you know, in the first ten rows. It's nice, it's amazing because you kind of get a, a ground level. But I feel like like that seat for me, at least when I've Uh, when I've gone to see games, like that's the, that's the seat. Those are the seats that I'm always trying to get because it's the perfect view. Um, and it's a high level. I don't know. Like, um, it's man, those, those seats, like, like just like thinking about it. I was like, I I was looking at like, when you were talking about it, I was looking at the, uh, whatchamacallit, I was looking at brave stadium and like, you know, of course the internet is a wonderful thing where you can actually get a view about what you're talking about. So like, I kind of like calculated and I was like, damn, that is a great view um you know to actually see something like that so so yeah no dude um wow that's great are you planning on like are you planning on trying to get to playoff games well
2: the tickets have already sold out so if you oh. want to go you have to go secondary market deal Rich. with the markup yeah. we might go to a game um mm-hmm. Probably not the first round. So second round, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I I told him I was like, if you want to go, man, like, you know, uh, we went a couple of years ago when they played the Dodgers, which mm-hmm. actually that's the story. That's what I was getting at. Is I went yeah. with my buddy Sean, and we were talking about it, and because by the second inning, um, <laughs> I almost said Freddie Freeman. Not Freddie Freddy, Freddy <laughs> Matt Olson. Um, Matt Olson <laughs> uh, fouled off a pitch into his um, mid lower mid section, <laughs> um, oh. and or actually, I don't know. He didn't foul it off; it actually hit him because uh, he oh. walked to to first base. Um, he got to first base and was immediately pulled. <laughs> so, um, and he is like. Third or fourth in voting for MVP I think and we Were sitting there talking about it like This is it's Insane that Two teams Have Four players Combined That are Literally the top four MVP Like Mm -hmm. in any other Season you're talking about Matt Olson and Freddie Freeman As MVP Because they're both giving MVP performances, but you've also got Mookie Betts and Ronald Acuna Jr. who are doing more at different levels than than those two guys are, and yeah. it very much looks like I, I mean, unless. Some team Baltimore maybe But I mean Baltimore has been killing it But um, yeah It comes along and knocks one of them off That it it's the Dodgers Of the Braves A they look like they're going to be facing down again <laughs> And for the mm-hmm. the tie, National League title yep. And B one of them Looks like they will win The World Series I mean That's, that's good bets Like they're so evenly Matched it's crazy
0: yeah like this year above all it's gonna be like like there there there's some times where it's like you just know that like an nl or al championship is actually the real world series and it's an afterthought like typically like and i hate saying this because i hate both teams but typically it's been like boston and the yankees And Mm -hmm. that becomes the that becomes the whole huge like, okay it's not the World Series, but it is because whoever comes out of that series is going to be the is going to be the champs because it's just there's just two. They're just too highly stacked, though. I will say I will say like like reading up, watching highlights and just generally like just kind of interested in the toilet. The toilet that is turned into the beautiful water fountain of the Baltimore Orioles is a weird kind of funky ass thing because they're they're playing like a team, like a true team, which is wild. Like they're playing like a team where it's like, what was uh, who are the uh, was it? The 78 Dodgers or was it the 79 Yankees that nobody knew who anybody was on that team, but they won the World Series. I think it was the 78 Dodgers. There was yeah. just a bunch of dudes that nobody ended up, like, nobody ended up in the Hall of Fame, but they were, or they were, but they were, like, third or fourth vote, right, or third or fourth ballot. But, like, they went through, and they ran through everybody because they were a team, and they played like a team. Now, I'm gonna put an asterisk on that, because I've seen enough Braves between you and Scott. I've seen and talked enough Braves talk to just know that their bats are so dangerous. You're, like, that lineup, like, when your eighth batter is the best eighth batter in the history of eighth batters that's saying something and then your pitching helps but it's always your bats who have been consistent like getting you guys out of like bad trouble even like you know it's like like scott always tells me he's like they're down seven but there's four innings left they'll make it their bats will come through and they usually do and it's amazing yeah. to see that um the dodgers i mean dodgers are all just it's it's man like you know it's like the yankees of the like if you're not a dodgers fan you've got to hate them because they're like the yankees of the late 90s into the early aughts which is they yeah. just bought they just continue to buy people like it's not even buying they just people want to go there because they're gonna make money it's the limelight of la and yep. you know they're the crown jewel of like right now i would make a i would make a I would make a very bold statement saying that like over the last couple of years, the Dodgers are the crown jewel of the West coast sports, like even more so than the Rams because they've just consistent. Like, yeah, we always fold because our pitching like our, the Dodgers pitching like ends up in some kind of emotional fucking meltdown in the, in like the third, like in the second, in the second round. But I mean, you know, to be consistent like that, just like, Like the Braves, right? Like uh, the Braves, it's just amazing to watch. I don't know, man. It's going to be some good uh, playoffs, though, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm excitedly nervous for, you know, playoff baseball is something else, man. Like football is the same way, but football is just like it's the one game, and you can kind of get that feeling when when mm-hmm. you know you're a quarter in you know you still hope if your team you know is is lackluster, but yeah y- you can kind of get that like God they just like they don't have it, you know mm-hmm. um but baseball it's so i mean you can lose depending on the series you know it's five game you can lose those first two games and oh, then come yeah. back and just make a run, I mean the Yankees have done it so many times. They won't be doing it this year. Um,
1: Did you see (laughs) that
2: picture of the stadium on their last home game? Oh my God.
0: There was nobody there. No. And it's uh, like, and, and here's the wild part is that Yankee fans, not only being the most annoying, one of the more annoying fan bases in the world, like they're consistent. They're not like the Mets fans where Mets just hate, the Mets like Mets fans hate Mets and it's like so weird to watch but the Yankee fans love and adore their fans or their, their team but I mean you know I guess it's like um, it's like as a random side thing and it's an analogy it's like all those kids in fucking Boston that grew up with Tom Brady and just didn't know anything but winning and don't know how to process losses so they become the most idiotic stupid little shits in the world now, because they're in their 20s and they're like Tom Brady. I love it to Tom Brady. It's won. We've won everything, Patriots. What the fuck? Why are we not winning anymore? Because you don't have Tom Brady. Yeah. Like that was your that was your pyramid scheme. It wasn't because Bill Belichick and the beauty of of his his things. No, you guys had a transcendent player. And you know what? I'm glad you guys are losing. I hope it's a big dirty kick in the dick. And you continue to lose. Uh, it's the same way with the Yankees. They've they've won for so long yeah. they don't know how to process loss. So what do they do? They just don't show up. Like that was the cra- Like I saw that picture. I was like, what? That can't be real. That has to be photoshopped, right? Um, because everybody goes to a Yankee game, right? Like I mean, uh, yeah,
2: you would think <laughs> you know? I, I know. I, like I know they're not in it, but like. I understand it not being packed, but, like, last home game, like, you know, you think people would show up to show up, you know?
0: Yeah. No, and, but they didn't. And, and they... And the, the final... The, the funniest part about it is that they won. Like, they won. Yeah. Like, they, they won against the Diamondbacks. But, I mean, I mean, that's not really a big... Is that really a big, like, deal? Like, winning against the Diamondbacks? No. Oh, wow. Um... But yeah, that, that site, like, I mean, okay. So like, if you're Aaron judge, like, what does that make you feel? How does that make you feel? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, like you see that your fans don't even support you in the last game. It just like, it literally looks like it's like when you want, when I saw it, I was like, okay, so that's the first, like that has to be like at around four o'clock in the afternoon. Right. Like it's not even time for the game. And then I checked and I was like, oh wow, there was no they literally, they did not care Um,
2: yeah, I mean, I I felt a a little bad for the team because like, like you're saying (laughs) again like Aaron Judge is still on the team, like he's still like, the angels weren't killing it man, but people were showing up to see Otani like, you know, because you want to see the show and Yep. You know, Judge is still out there. He's still playing, and it's like that. Yeah, that's gotta feel like a kick in the dick, man. Like, like what are we doing here? Like, I, I yep. know we we're not making the playoffs. That sucks. And the, but like, God, you can't even show up for a game. You know, like, yeah, it, it's it's yeah. I, I don't like fandom like that. Like in that, mm-hmm. that's just i don't love the yankees but yep. that's not something you want to see for that franchise you know like if this were philly i would be like yeah that's philly <laughs> sports fans man <laughs> yes, like it is. they're all assholes like they boo yep. their own team they throw shit at the players like they're just assholes and yep. but like yankees that you just don't want to see shit like that like, even when they, they had, in, like, the 80s, uh, when they just weren't very good, um, yeah. they were still the Yankees, you know? Yeah. People still went to go see the Yankees, so, yeah, it was very, like, eye-opening, kind of disheartening, felt bad for them, but, you know, uh, I, I was surprised at the game last night that pulling Acuna and Olson did not get them booed because i'm like there's so many people here that like they came to see the braves but like they came to see like the brave right now like yes. everybody yes. wants to see but we we got to see still the base that was pretty cool
0: <laughs> so i mean yeah like like in that that that's the kind of weird part but also like you kind of understand right like, oh yeah i completely not, understand <laughs> Like, and, but that's the whole shitty part of, um, like, like there's a big talk in NBA, and they've already put put rules in place now this season um, to to nullify the whole thing of load management, which is what they're doing in uh, with Acuna um, right yeah. now, and they'll uh, like you know, which is is that you can't rest a player anymore, like you can't rest them. During, like, especially, and there's severe fines for nationally televised games, but it also goes back to what, like, I feel like, um, you know, Vanessa Bryant talked about Kobe once and, like, uh, like, towards, like, you know, after he passed and stuff, and they were talking, she was, like, you know, she was talking about how the Mamba fandom is, like, cultish, but the thing is, is that it started with him, which. Like, you know, there was a, there was a part, there was a portion when he really hurt himself. uh, He hurt himself really bad. I think about the third season before he had finished his career and he continued to play through it. And she asked him, she's like, honey, you need to, you need to stop. And he goes, you know, I'm not playing for me. And it's the MJ thing where it's like, I'm, I'm coming, I'm playing because there's a kid out there that begged his parents his single mother and his single mother spent six months saving up to to have his like to have her child watch me play. And so I think about that constantly. And I think about that if I'm a professional and, you know, some professionals play through inj- like, you know, play through sickness and all that stuff. Why am I any different? Why shouldn't I do that? And, I mean, it ended his career earlier than it probably should have. But the thing is, is that – think about that. It's like that's the thing that we don't think about is that there are people that can't afford, like, you know, can't afford games, right? But they're, like, massive fans. And, you know, if you pay all this money to see your favorite player and then all of a sudden they're not on the lineup because of fucking load management, that hurts that hurts the game as much as it hurts fandom. Right. Um yeah. So I'm like, I'm very much a kind of like, I can see both sides, but I lean more towards the, like the MJ Kobe of it all, because I got to see Michael Jordan play like three times in my life. Right. All in LA. But the thing was, was that I saw him in different points in his career, but when you, you can tell in, like, real life. You can tell when somebody is giving it their all and somebody is just pushing by. And MJ always gave it his all. Like, those three games I watched. And, like, literally five years apart. Each of them. Beginning of his career in, in, 90, or in 80, 89. Um, midway through in 96. I spent a fortune when I was a kid to see them in the 96 season. Um, and then... Um, around 2000, I think, is when? Or whenever he was with the Wizards. But each time, he gave it his all. And, uh, like, I don't know, there's just something about it that I'm like, you know, with these superstars, like, and load management, I understand you want to keep them, but at the same time, at least, like, do what they did here. Let them play an inning. Let them bat. Let them hit. Let them see, see the filth, and then rest them, right? To make sure that the that they're there for the playoffs. You don't want a stupid injury. Uh, I mean, you know, angels are always uh, angels. Uh, are, when, the, the prime exact, example of that. Yeah. When that ball hit
2: Matt Olsen and he tried it in the first base, I was like, well, that's not what you want to see two games, three games before the end of the before, season. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> One of the two people with the hottest bats <laughs> takes a ball to <laughs> his junk.
1: <laughs>
2: like you just, you don't want that, man. Um, but, uh, I mean, they wound up losing 10 to six, uh, they, they, their pitching just wasn't there. Uh, they gave up like four or five home runs that, that just, and and solo blast. So like, those are the ones that like killed them, you know, giving up just four solo home runs. Um, you know, uh, it is pretty cool to watch the ball sail. Over the wall when you're sitting basically right behind third base, like it, it's pretty cool. Um, I can't
0: even imagine, like, like to see the speed and velocity. like yeah. that's the thing I always think about is that, like, it when goes I saw, so fast. Yeah, like, like seeing it in real life is like a really weird, a really weird thing. Like, especially in like football and stuff like that too. It's like you don't realize how supremely accurate and crazy these guys these guys yeah. are uh with their footballs and stuff uh with the like the quarterbacks and stuff and, and how fast it is that's the thing is like I cannot get over how quickly it moves. And and watching them
2: run from uh home to first when they hit the ball and seeing actually how fast <laughs> third baseman shortstop how fast they they are at mm-hmm. fielding that ball and making that turn like you watch it on TV or you're watching it in the outfield and, and it looks so easy but when you're looking at their sight line
1: mm-hmm. and
2: you're like, how are you making that accurate of a throw like uh it's just it's unbelievable man like they yep. the, the eyesight of major league ball players. Like that, that has to be the thing that makes you a great ball player is your, literally your vision. Yeah. Because I, I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they see the ball, you know, quickly enough to hit it well, you know. And no, absolutely. Fielding it is a, it's a whole other thing, man. Like, let alone the guys in the outfield that that can make a dead-on throw back to home plate, you know? It, it's just like, oh my god, <laughs> this is insane. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it gives you a whole kind of cool, different perspective. It, it definitely helps with the hitting because, I mean, you know, if you sit in the outfield or, like, way up in the stands – Every time somebody hits a damn ball you think it's a home run. Yes. <laughs> Cuz yep. it it just it looks so much bigger uh up there. Like every th- every hit looks huge. But when you're on the field like you can tell like oh no 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 that's that's popped up way too high or you know it it was uh but yeah we we had a really really good time.
0: Good. Good. I'm glad. I'm I'm glad. I mean, when you make that when you make that trek, and it's it's a trek. Um, it can yes, sometimes about an hour and
2: a half for me. Uh, with yeah. Stupid Atlanta traffic. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course, nothing, I'm sure it's nothing compared to trying to go see a Dodgers game. Uh,
0: um, it's uh, I mean, the last time, I mean, they've got it down to a science. It just takes a long time. Um, It takes a very long time Because Chavez Ravine is not Like it's the way Okay like so that people understand I mean everybody has seen it Like if everybody has seen the the Chavez Ravine parking lot Even though if they don't think that they've Ever seen it because guess what If you've watched a Fast and Furious movie um, One Four, five uh, No one four six Seven and then the rest Of them every single one of them has the parking lot there it's the it's always the shot of the guys looking out to la that's is ravine um and it's been there since oh god since the dodgers started playing there um in the 19 what the late 50s early 60s oh no, early 60s um and it hasn't changed that area really hasn't been developed other than the parking lot getting repaved and stuff but they've got it down to a science of how to get people out. It just takes forever because, yeah. I mean, you know, it's a big stadium. Um, it is so, and it's one of the crown jewels of LA. I mean, like, like LA doesn't keep a lot of, um, a lot of things around. Uh, we're always yeah. constantly <laughs> rebuilding, tearing down. It's not so, so much about history. <laughs> yeah. It's whatever's new, but like, but the Dodger Stadium, like, is one of the, like, I feel like it is one of the historic crown jewels of our of our town when it comes to, like, like just, like, historic big, big areas. Um, it, and it's just, it's a lovely stadium to see a game. Like, if you ever get out to L.A., we will definitely have to, we'll definitely have to go and do what we, what, what most people do, which is, like, either left field, um either left field um uh, and just be close to the re- uh to the beers and the, the hot dogs or uh like third base second loge um because it's a wonderful stadium to see a baseball game in um uh so so yeah no absolutely it's it's kind of great but um yeah no absolutely we I guess I uh, like I love that we just spent like literally a half an hour talking about yeah talking about, about baseball face- baseball
1: baseball
0: (laughs) welcome to (laughs) sports fans ruin everything logan and adam Uh, podcast i mean we could (laughs) talk
2: some football too how about them dolphins
0: (laughs) oh jesus christ man how the fuck Uh, are the lions uh, three and one (laughs) man much to my chagrin dude um i literally was yelling at the tv on thursday night um and i just i they just looked tough um, I mean, and this is the thing is that I don't, I don't like the kid at all. Like watching him on Hard Knocks, I did not give me a warm and fuzzy feeling like, like a TJ or JJ Watt, but man, Adrian Hutchinson, that fucking kid is legit. Like he is a legit like defensive like it, like issue for anybody that plays against, uh, plays against him. Um, yeah. he gives, he gives me like like, I know this is gonna sound weird comp, but like a faster AJ Hawk. Like, that's who he reminds me of. He's a faster AJ Hawk, and AJ Hawk was fast in his prime, in his day, or even Clay Matthews. Like, I guess actually the real comp would probably be more like a Clay Matthews in his prime. He's just a fast, nasty defender that can get get in and just cause a lot of grief. Um, And, you know, this is his second year. Like, I just, I cannot imagine it, and I'm like, please don't make the lions good. Please don't make the lions good, but just let's leave them where they were. Um, but yeah. Um, but then we also have like all of a sudden, like Taylor Swift makes everything in the NFL about her. Right. Like, my God, I saw more about her <laughs> and Travis Kelsey did anything else. Like last week. I'm like, what's yeah. going on here? I, I,
2: um, I, I cannot bring myself to give two shits and like, I don't want to, it's like Travis Kelsey and I don't want to not watch the chiefs when I can, but okay. that will make me not want to watch the chiefs. I do not want to hear the every, every five minutes, every time something happens, the camera cutting to the the whatever kelsey family suite up there mm-hmm. to see his mom and taylor swift like i i just i don't and, and have the announcers talk about it you oh know God. and I, that might sound like sour grapes but like i just i don't i don't care about who they're dating man like no nope. i know she's the hottest thing on the planet right now but <clears throat> i just don't care and i don't want to hear about it every 5 minutes you know
0: no absolutely i'm I'm there with you, like um I mean, it's not it's inspirational like,
2: it, it's no, just it's not. not you know it, it's one thing like cutting to like that's his mom in the stands and you know talking about the their life and the struggles and the like the 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 human stories, like oh look, there's travis kelsey he he scored a touchdown, let's cut to his celebrity girlfriend up in the stands, cheering for him. Like, and I don't, I am i don't, don't want to sound like a gatekeeper, but like also, can somebody put a mic in her face and ask her about football? Like, I'm glad she's cheering for a boyfriend. That's great. Yeah. But like, did you give a shit about football before this? Do you really care? Or are you just there to cheer on your boyfriend? Either way, it's fine. I'm not gatekeeping, but like, it, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's very frustrating,
1: you know?
0: Yeah, I, it, it's, like, <laughs> my favorite part of it all is no one's talking about how uncomfortable it feels like Travis Kelsey is with this whole thing. He was just like, yeah. I just want to date this girl. Like, I think she's hot. I love her music. I just want to, like, it's almost like like somebody, like, like one of his exes needed to go to him, or her exes go to him and go, look, bro, you need to really understand what this is about. Like, this is what happens when you date Taylor. And like like if it's not marriage, he's going to get roasted, right? Like if yep. this is if this doesn't turn out to be marriage, it's going to be roasting. Like the Swifties are going to like have a field day with this because it's new, it's not like like they all like like every like I've learned about Swifties like too much about the Swifties. Because of this, like it's been forced upon me, right? Uh, because social media, but like everything I understand about the Swifties is they're always reading into the songs about the relationships. Well, this gives them new blood because this is the first time she's actually dated a a non-artist, right? I mean, I would, mm-hmm. I would make a case that what Travis Kelsey does as probably one his of the art. best- <laughs> Yeah, his <laughs> art. Like one of the best, like <laughs> one of the best fucking tight ends in the history. Of the NFL, um, him and Gronk are probably going to play back and forth. But I will tell you this much: if if Kelsey wins another two or three, um, and it's and, and we see the clear delineation, it's not like Tom Brady without Gronk doesn't win championships. We saw it, but you know, Danny McBride, aka Patrick Mahomes, um, yeah, needs Travis Kelsey. Like we can yeah. see it we can see the Travis Kelsey effect. Um, He needs those slant routes because like, you know, Kelsey is great, but like, like to already see the stupidity that's going on, like, like with girls doing, have you seen the stupid social media challenge where it's like the Roman empire thing, where like the girls are asking their boyfriends that are into the NFL or basically making pejorative statements. (laughs) Something like, like, you know, I don't even, like, you know, Taylor needs Travis more than Travis needs Taylor. And they're like, what are you talking about? Like, he's one of the greatest tight ends of all time. And they're like, really? Is he? Like, they're baiting them, right? And I'm like, this is crazy. Like, like, but at the end of the day, I throw my hands up in the air and I'm like, you know what? I guess the NFL probably loves this because this is good for them, right? Because, you know. A billion Swifty fans, all of a sudden taking an interest in football, gets their ratings right. to go through the roof. Um, right. They are you like like my favorite part is is that Collinsworth is going to be emceeing the next game that we all know that she's going to be at, which is tonight, um, tomorrow. I hope he
2: says several several things that <laughs> <Yeah>. are condescending <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> shitty. And if if all the Taylor Swift little uh, Nazis um, (laughs) go after uh, Chris Collinsworth, all of this will will have been worth it. (laughs) Like, just him having, like, even if he doesn't address it, just knowing that every day he has to wake up to a barrage of social media nonsense from a bunch of Taylor Swift fans. Will be worth it. But knowing Collinsworth, suddenly he will be, like, the biggest Taylor fan and, you know, he'll just, it'll be nonstop praise for her and how great she is and what a lovely couple they make and just all kinds of dumb shit like that. But I hope he sticks his foot in his mouth because that would just be awesome.
0: Well, I, I think, like, I, like I'm like i of the theory that that man doesn't, like, that man has become John John Madden 2.0, but not John Madden of, you know, the 80s and 90s that we knew and we loved, right? But the one at the end that was circling Duncan's and squirrels and talking yeah. about them and not caring about football because, as he said, I've been doing this for 60 years, I don't care about this, look at that squirrel, it's just going around, Um I mean, he's at that point and he's not even as old as uh, <laughs> Madden was when he went off his rocker. Um, so, my favorite is going to be how Tariko recovers from that. Like, yeah. because, because, like, part of Tariko's job, I don't think he realized it until he got into the booth with Collinsworth, was what Al Michaels just got tired of. And my favorite part now is that you can tell how happy Al Michaels is, is to not have to correct Collinsworth or any asshole that's out there. And his team is truly a group of professionals. Um, it's almost like he's, like, had a second renaissance. Like, the thing that I loved the most about the Thursday night game was, like like, listening to Al Michaels actually talk and discuss the game in a manner which wasn't collinsworth S, which was just a bunch of stupidity and course corrections. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be fun. Like that's gonna be my favorite thing is like watching is watching this stupid Jets game um, because the Jets are a dumpster fire, but they're an entertaining dumpster fire. Like I, I hope this Zach Wilson kid figures it out just because I want him to just shove it in the face of these Jets fans who I, man, they're like, they're like Mets fans, aren't they? They're kind of weird, cultish, like they think that they're going to get something and then they don't. And then when they don't, it's like they start to tear the other things that they have apart. I mean, they're very much so like like yeah. like Philly fans, but Philly fans that don't win. Right. Because Philly fans win like that's the that's the awful part about them, at least for me, is that their teams win and they still are like they're the worst losers in the world or the worst winners in the world. No, that's not true. Boston fans are the worst uh, winners in the world, but they're a close second, Um, you know uh so but i mean like the astrakon the philly fans are they destroy their town regardless of whether or not they win or lose they don't care yeah. it's just an excuse to to tear down light posts and do madness but um but yeah um and but i mean you know the surprising thing this year at least for me is look at your team dude look at the look at the birds i mean two and one
2: it's a three way tie right now but I feel like that that last game against the Lions Mm -hmm. was, like, it was so not, like, this is what we feared it would be. Like, the defense Mm -hmm. played well enough, and the offense just could not put anything together because you have a quarterback that doesn't, I mean, he's he's played six games, you know? Um, Yeah. And it's gonna happen. They're gonna lose, but... You know, it, it made me, stupid, it made me feel a, a little bit better that the Falcons beat the Packers, then the Falcons played the Lions, the Falcons lost to the Lions, then the Lions played the Packers, and then the Lions beat the Packers. If the Packers had beat the Lions, I mean, I would have been happy for you, because that's what you need, but, yeah. like, I would have been like, ah, well, so the. <laughs> That's what this is Like those first two games Were just Living on luck Or something Cause You know The Packers had gone in And just trounced the Lions And after having been beat You know it, Yeah it, it would've It helped I don't Well It doesn't really matter to me If the Lions are good or not But You yeah. know I, I am baffled By them being good But uh, Yeah If they go on to like have a good season and makes me feel a little bit better about losing to the lions. Um, but right now I'm just like, uh, well, if we can still just beat the saints, beat the Panthers and beat, uh, the bucks, then, then we're okay. Beating the Panthers shouldn't be a problem. No, (laughs) everybody Uh, else is doing it.
0: (laughs) Well, and then also you guys beating, um, you guys beating um, the Jaguars uh, tomorrow at 9 o'clock in the morning. Dude, it's a national game.
2: Falcons never play well in national televised games. That's true. And I I hate when they do the overseas stuff. Like, it's just, it's so nerve-wracking for me. Like, I I was so happy this year that... Most of their games are one o'clock Sunday games and nobody's going to give a shit about them until the very end if they Mm -hmm. make a run of it. So like, oh, good. They can kind of just not be in the national spotlight and. That won't bring this attention that always seems to be their downfall for some reason. So uh, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. We have the London game. And uh, I mean, hopefully it goes well. Uh, but I don't. I don't have a lot of high hopes for it. I know it is against the Jaguars. Um, but yeah, uh, it it always makes me nervous, man. Um, <sighs> Jaguars are one and two, so they they're capable of winning. But they also play probably the worst fucking division in football. <laughs>
0: Yeah. No, no, absolutely. And you know what? Trevor Lawrence is all fake. He's, he's, he's fake gold. I do not like, I don't, I don't believe in Trevor Lawrence at all in any way, shape or form. Any of those quarterbacks from that, that draft, I feel like have just been, have just been busts. I, I really honestly like him. Um, when are we going to stop talking about Justin Hibbert and start talking about how he needs, he needs to just go away and then, I mean, well, you already know about my my feelings about um, the other dunces from those from that that draft. But like, 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 I honestly feel like the only reason, like, let's be honest, the only reason why him, um, him, and Trevor Lawrence are anything is because they've got botches. They're like, they're like pretty boys. And so, yeah. like, they're they're the uh, like, you know, the companies that want to like have a star advertiser, like they fucking like they they eat that shit up. And yep. like to real realistically, like, like I feel like like nobody is talking about Tua as like other than maybe like I I follow Nick Wright, the journalist uh, or the 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 TV personality guy. Um, And he's making a huge case like he keeps on pushing. He's like, you know, this is not just a two or three game thing, but Tua is like MVP status. We should be talking about him as the number one uh, as the number one like option for MVP. Um, And I mean, not
2: not just that, but I mean, mean, you're talking about. If this holds, if it holds, I'm yeah. not talking about winning the Super Bowl, just no. a good season, a decent playoff yeah. run. If this holds, I mean, you're talking about a, a comeback like we haven't seen. And I mean, they weren't terrible last year, not by a long no. shot. But, you know, Tua had so much to deal with and so much to overcome. And it, I, I don't know, I can't get enough of them walking into – uh, play the Broncos and dropping seventy points Indeed. on their asses. A I seventy
0: mean, piece. It,
2: it it's insane, and, and like the story just gets better and better. You know, uh, yeah. uh The Dolphins head coach was the fucking water boy for the Broncos. Broncos. Uh,
0: <laughs> that was the best with the picture of uh, like of himself as the like. Oh my god! Yes. Um, And uh, Sean Payton, yeah, Sean Payton's comments about Tua,
2: yeah, from from last year when he was on the Fox broadcast team, yeah, and it's just like, how you how how you like them apples, yeah, (laughs) fuck, like you know, just it couldn't happen to a better person, man. Fuck that guy. I hate Sean Payton, and not only that, but taking the Broncos' job coming in there and in his press conferences in all media appearances, talking about how terrible a coaching job was done last year. And I mean, he's not wrong. They were terrible last year, but he's starting out so great this year either. Um, It could be that you have a washed up quarterback could be, Mm -hmm. might be wrong about that. Russell Wilson's day in the NFL is fucking over. Move on (laughs) So No absolutely He belonged in Seattle He Went through whatever he needed to go through in Seattle His career should be over He has done nothing for the Broncos Nothing Zero
0: Um, Yeah But yeah Peyton
2: talked so much shit about that coach last year And it's like Well that motherfucker didn't have 70 points dropped on him So
0: I don't know what you're talking about man exactly and no absolutely like i'm just like man like this kid i mean it, it it does help that it does help that like somehow some way they managed to like the dolphins managed to amass a team that when you look at it you go what the hell like how yeah. the like w- like so first off like i I don't know how they pulled off. Like, I keep on thinking about this and I'm like, you know, Tariq Hill had to have like gotten a, like, like that was like the master stroke for them and Tariq Hill because it's like, he was cushy. I mean, he was with the chiefs. I mean, he won, like, you know, he got a Super Bowl ring. He's been nothing but effective for them. Um, But also like to see the foresight of going like, Oh, it's going to be a Kelsey thing now. From now on, I need to go someplace else. But to, but to believe in the Dolphins. But then not just him, but like so many other like people that are coming together on this Dolphins team. That I'm just super impressed that, like for the longest time, the Dolphins sucked and sucked so bad. Um, and now to see Josh McDaniels take them. And push them forward it's kind of beautiful I might I may not I may not be the biggest Fan of the Dolphins as, as a Whole um yeah I, I, But or Mike McDaniels I'm sorry
2: Um uh, but, yeah, yeah there's a lot Of McDaniels in the NFL <laughs> Yeah like, there really always, is. <laughs> I always want to call Him Mike McDonald um <laughs>
0: But, <laughs> but the funny part is, is, that Josh is another lead, is another, is another coach. Like he's yeah. another coach for for another team. He's the Raiders, the Um, uh, But uh, but yeah, Mike McDaniel's like, true. I, like, I love I
2: love him. Like I just mm-hmm. as a person, he seems really like well put together. Like he. I like watching him on the field, uh, like just watching him coach. And, like, that's my only thing about the Dolphins is like, I would be so happy for this kid if they go all the way. Like, ha- yeah, sure, yeah. the players too, but like, you know, just this science teacher looking motherfucker <laughs> taking his team to the Super Bowl would be, and, and you know, I know that mostly nobody would care and it mm-hmm. it, it would be uh a, a kick in the balls for you. But like just right now the thought of a Dolphins Lions Super Bowl makes me really happy because I'm like, there's no way the NFL wants this. <laughs> no,
0: they do not. And that's the thing that's beautiful is that I mean at that point I become a Miami fan. You know, because I can't. I can't I just Yeah can't. Oh yeah for sure. <laughs> like 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 I don't like in my division. Like there's certain people that are like, oh, you know, well they're in my division. No, no, you don't. I obviously you don't understand my division because my division has been held by me, my team for so long that people just hate us. Like Lions fans hate us, Vikings fans hate us. I mean, like you know, Chicago can't Bears even fans. say anything about
2: us. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, Bears, world, Bears haven't and, been relevant since 1986.
0: So yeah, and. and and the, the funniest part is is that you know it doesn't matter because we own them. Anything that they do, we're like we're the owners of them. Jordan Love, Brett Favre, and Aaron Rodgers, even if they've left, they still collectively own the Bears. So it's not it's not even anything. Like we don't even worry about the Bears. But my division is such that we're bitter, bitter rivals with everybody. So we don't give a shit. Like Yeah, we it's don't much, give a shit very Ryan, much uh, like
2: the NFC East, man. Like yes. that,
1: that's no no that's...
2: absolutely. You know, it, it's yeah. such a, a that like those were the divisions. they were like, well, we can't break up these two, you know. No. So
0: no, you, you just really, really, really can't. Like, like, um, I was, I was thinking about it, and I'm like, you know, um, you just like it. It's it's tough because it's like there are certain divisions like my like mine, the NFC North, like. We're four teams, but eventually there's only one or two teams. Like with there, it's not evenly spread across the board, right? But like it's always like either one team is massively successful, one team is like meh, and then the other two are in the dumps. And it creates such bitterness, like such bitterness. It's like it's the same way with the NFC South. I see it all the time. There's always one, there's always two teams that suck so bad. And then there's one team that's elite and then the other team that's just middling. Um, and, and it doesn't work like that in all of the divisions. Like some divisions, like I feel like the NFC West is, there's always just one person there and then the rest suck. Like there's always one standing and then the rest. Yeah. And then like, I'm not a huge, like I'm, I don't follow AFC all that much um, you know, so other than the chiefs, like, you know, and their the last like, few years, that's
2: really been the only story, right? Is Kansas yeah. city, you know, Yep. I mean, no,
0: absolutely. It, yeah, like everything. I mean, a, like burrow pulls himself out of like the last two seasons. He's always pulled yeah, what the fuck out.
2: is going on in Cincinnati, man.
0: <laughs> Do the same thing that happened last year. Do you remember they lost their first two and then they yeah. went on that run? Um, you know, I, I don't know. Like the bigger question is, is why the fuck are the Browns two and one? Like
2: why? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You
0: know, Bengals Um, can't
2: put a win together and the Browns are two and one.
0: Yeah. Um, and then, um, my favorite, like my favorite weird story, even though I still hate them for what they did to Andrew Luck, um, the Colts Yeah. coming out of nowhere. Right. Like, Like, they weren't supposed to be relevant in any way, and they're two and one. You know, it's kind of like, it's weird to watch this season shape up, but as we both know, and I think we talked about last week, is give it to week eight. Week eight really kind of solidifies. Eight to ten is where things start to really solidify, and people that were like, say, two and one all of a sudden become like three and seven. Yeah. Four, three, and six, and it becomes this thing where it's like, oh yeah, no, 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 no. These guys suck. Like they were good at the beginning, but then the other teams figured out their rhythm because, you know, we don't have really a preseason do we anymore. Like the preseason is just to like weed out the 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 junk that you don't want. And then the real preseason is the first like four games. Um, you know, uh, so like I don't know. It's interesting to watch how it's evolved because I still remember when preseason, when like, you know, like, and you probably do too, like where preseason was just as hard as,
1: as,
0: as regular season. Right. Especially during those like Cowboys winning everything seasons, because everybody got really bitter about, about Jerry and just his fuckery and stuff. And we all just like, everybody just started to like, like just start go hard right from the beginning. Um, not anymore though. Not anymore. Everybody kind of like just kind of weeds out the people that they need to, and then uh, preseason starts. <laughs> Real preseason uh, starts.
2: You brought up Andrew Luck. Um, did you see the Thursday night football thing?
0: Yes. Brother, I have been a Captain Andrew Luck
1: <laughs> stand for so
0: fucking long. And my wife didn't understand. Like I was like, Holy How much shit, are you does fucking that kidding make
2: me? you love this man? <laughs> But
0: man, like
2: I already liked him, but holy shit that was like I've been good. the war is so fresh it's still over
0: <laughs> man, thank you dude you made like this made my day because like I didn't have anybody to share it with like I couldn't I couldn't really like like it was such a deep weird like pocket of the internet with the whole Civil War Captain Andrew luck that I don't like it's almost like the Fitz Magic, but it's smaller than Fitzmagic. Um which I it's still my like Fitz Magic may be my favorite thing, like like maybe one of my favorite things of the last couple of years because he did it and then they caught co- and then Kirk Cousins tried to copy it and it just didn't work. Right. Um it only can happen with Fitzmagic. Um but like man like and then it just made me go back and look at the the original tweets of Captain Andrew Luck and yeah. it just put a smile on my face man um holy shit like to see him go out in full regalia like I want that every year now like I want that every year and then him to recite like the things like it, as a civil war as a like like writing them out in like Like, in the Civil War era, like, (laughs) speech. Oh, my God, dude. Like, that was just, that was a bit of brilliance on Amazon's part. Um, I have to give that to them. Um, So, yeah. No, 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 absolutely. It was great.
2: It's funny that my, my favorite things about the football season so far have been Amazon, like, doing this. And then the NFL itself. Allowing somebody to go in and do these like scripted, like what if all this you know was scripted commercial. Scripted, yep. It, it, like every time I see a new one, I'm like, this is just—it's so funny. It's so funny.
0: <laughs> it really is. It really is. I, um, you know, on the uh, like on my NFL bingo card for the season. I did not figure that things so prominently that would would figure figure in would be the ads, the set the and the random minutia like Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift dating, um, fucking Andrew Luck Civil War uh, Civil War Captain coming uh, coming out and making my dreams come true, um, you, you know. Uh, like the the various like just weird esoteric things that are happening, like the blowouts, like like dolphins blowing out like by seven, like by fifty points, and it's yeah. not the first game it but it's also an entertain it's entertaining to watch these blowouts. It's not like it was before, I guess it's because it's new teams that are doing it, right like there are teams that like teams that have that that don't have rabid fandoms and don't like and don't have fans that have had this happen before and feel yeah. entitled like except for the except for the cowboys but i feel like i'd make a case that the the new the new york giants have bigger crybaby baby fans than the cowboys though i don't know i honestly don't know it's a toss-up right uh,
2: the giants have been relevant as far as far back as like you know a decade ago, <laughs> the Cowboys haven't yeah. been relevant in
0: 25 years. years. <laughs> so. yeah, it's, it's coming up on 30 now. <laughs> yeah, uh, but um, so with that, uh, do we want to talk? maybe just a little bit of, of me, like, you know, of like what we normally, or like some news. I mean, like the strike broke, like, you know, I, I guess that's a, it's a big deal, but it's not over yet because yeah. we just heard SAG, SAG decided to do, to, to strike against video games, which was needing to happen. Yeah. Um, that like the video game industry, like, you know, they treat their, their actors like cattle. Um, so it, it it really needed to happen but like the sag the sag portion of the uh, strike is not over so not all work can continue um yeah which i don't know like did you notice that social media made it sound like oh everybody's going back to work which isn't yeah. the case I, um,
2: it was a, i saw so many like here's what this means for this show or this movie or this production and i'm like well, those still involve actors, and they're still on strike, so it yeah. doesn't really mean a whole hell of a lot. It might it might mean a lot for TV shows because, like, they can turn a TV show around in a month or so, yeah. um, as long as they have scripts, but, like, until they're filming, no- nothing matters. Like, you can have all the scripts in the world, but if you can't film, like... What what are you going to do? You don't have any actors, man. So, you know, uh, yeah, it's very like head scratching. Like y'all do know SAG is still on (laughs) strike.
0: So. Yeah. um, Seriously. Like I was like, "Um, okay, so you don't uh, like I, yeah, it was just very confusing. I'm happy for the writers. They got, they got from what I understood uh, from different people they got about 95% of what they wanted, which is unreal. Like, and then some, like the whole thing was is that they added the, like they got a little bit more than they were, than, than they wanted, which is good because fuck the studios and fuck CEOs, man. Like eat the rich, like take your piece because like, this is the thing I never understood is why do you like a billionaire? Like, why are you a stand for a billionaire? Like, why are you a stand for a studio? Like, they don't care about you. Like, I know this sounds bad because we like so much of their stuff, but you know what? Disney doesn't give a shit about me. Marvel doesn't give a shit about me. Like, and they don't give a shit about their writers because they can find other people, right? Like, it's like, fandom is like, it's such a weird thing. And we should be protecting the people that made it great because to be perfectly honest, like at the end of the day, the person, the people that make the things that we love great, are not, are not CEOs, are not studio executives. They're the writers, the craftsmen, the actors, the craft like craft people, I should say, but the VFX people, like everybody that busts their ass to put something onto screen, something tangible. That's the people that we need to protect. Those are the people that that make something like, say, Ahsoka, amazing. Like the next level, amazing. Like it's not, it's not Kathy Kennedy. Like I'm gonna be honest. Like I'm like it's not gonna be. It's not Kathy Kennedy. It's not. <laughs> You're fighting. right about that. <laughs> <laughs> Tastemakers, okay, fine. But a tastemaker is not somebody who makes anything out of nothing. Like come on, like yeah. no, it doesn't work. That doesn't work like that. Um, so yeah, like I just, I'm getting tired of people being stands for like. Things like IP and shit. Like, oh yeah, yeah, Marvel. It's like, no, nah, dude. Like, I'm I like Marvel, but I'm not a stand for them. You know who I'm a stand for? Steve Ditko. Like, you know who I'm a stand for? Um, I'm a stand for Ryan Coogler, uh, for yeah. for Robert Downey Jr. Um, for the VFX crews at ILM, Weta Digital, James fucking Cameron. Um, you know. Zoe Dell Seldana, like James Gunn, like anybody that actually put the blood, sweat, and tears. Like that's that's my perspective on it. And to see anybody who doesn't have that, I don't know, man. It just means a bad taste in my mouth. Like it really does. Yeah. Like, like, oh, so you like things over people, is what you're basically saying.
2: Is that I mean, you want your thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i uh, part of me really really understands that.
0: <laughs> that that's true no okay i will say that yes i understand that too like you know people are fucking shitty and terrible right uh, <laughs> uh, But
2: but, but I, I do i am on the like yeah i'm kind of over the uh, this corporate way of doing it uh, and i yeah i don't know i don't i don't know what's gonna happen with marvel um if if the marvels isn't a moderate success yeah it's going to it's going to be it's going to be weird man like guardians was a success but like then barbie came along I, I i mean there was other stuff before that but like in the land of ip when you look at those two things it's like Oh yeah, but we didn't do Barbie numbers. Like people aren't still talking about it, which reminds me. I don't know if I told you. I ordered the I am Knuff hoodie from uh Hasbro's oh, web you did? from Mattel's website. Okay. Yeah. Um it came this past week. So it's it's yeah. not quite cold enough to rock it yet, but
1: uh
2: yeah. I, I'm excited to do that.
0: <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Uh, uh that's great. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Like, I won't, like, have you noticed that there's this weird kind of, like I'm getting tired of just fandom in general, I guess. I maybe need to take a break from social media, but like the vitriol that's being aimed at the Marvels before it's even being released over a fucking runtime. Who gives a shit if it's an hour and 45 minutes if it gives us a lean and mean fun action adventure movie? Right? They're, like, talking about it like it's the end of the world. Like, an hour and 45 minutes. We're used to two hours and 78 minutes. What the fuck? This movie sucks. We already know it's going to suck. It's going to be terrible. And they're ruining it because girls are getting involved. It's like, what? What's going on here? I under- Like, it was weird to watch the quietness of Secret Invasion and people not calling out that it was a shitty show. Because it was. And nothing happened. Um, But this whole thing of, like aiming at certain things but not at others really weirds me out like it's like if you're gonna take on this take it on in a true manner right yeah Yeah, the movie no one has seen the marvels other than people inside of inside of marvel right and they do a pretty good job of keeping it contained as to like like, what the thoughts are on the film or if it's going to be a success or not. There's not many leaks that come out to say studio executives at Marvel are worried that the Marvels are not going to do uh, gangbusters. You know, um, so I don't know, dude. Like, it is, it is kind of interesting to see what's going to happen if that doesn't hit. But also, like, right now, like, more importantly, we've got next week, we've got Loki coming out, which yep. is um kind of it's weird because it's like it's the test right it's the it's the jonathan majors test litmus test now um because he's not in the he's not in the previews in the way that you would think he was because everybody everything that's been said is that his one of his variants is the main villain of that show And they're not showing him, but they are featuring everybody else, right? Like, in a weird way, they're showing everybody but him. I mean, you can occasionally see it, but... Um, I think that that more importantly, more than the Marvels, I think that Loki is a very big litmus test for them. Um, I think that they did this on purpose to see if they need to recast. Like, and that's, that's God's honest truth. Um, because this is the first time they've gotten to a point where they needed to figure that out right because they keep on delaying the big movies i mean they've already delayed them what in the last year they've already delayed them a year six months and then six months uh the big avengers movies um but yeah no i I, i'm i'm very i'm very curious how this is all gonna play out because like you've talked about at length um like they do have a problem. They they do have a like, you know, their movies are like, are not, they're not bulletproof. I mean, even their TV shows are not bulletproof. And there's some major issues, right? Yeah. Not as bad as DC is or like, you know, nowhere near DC, but there's some cracks in the armor, right? Like, may, like, do you think that they've just spread too thin? And there's, there was too many movies uh, and TV shows all at once. And maybe it should have been downsized and focused. I mean,
2: so this sounds so. Kevin Kevin Foggy was such the driving force of all that. Like, yeah. And once there was, once there was (laughs) twenty projects going on at once, you cannot project manage twenty things. (laughs) you cannot you, you just can't so no. i'm okay that he i'm okay with everything that's happened i wish mm-hmm. ant-man had been better that's the one thing that i'm like i i wish that had been better everything else i like I, i'm fine with um oh, oh actually hold on eternals too like i i don't know yeah. what happened there Ant-Man in the Eternals, I wish I had, wish had been better. Um, like, Multiverse of Madness, like, turned out okay, you know. Uh, everything else I'm fine with, I know the TV show stuff people have had a lot of problems with. I haven't flat out, like, disliked any of them. I wish Moon Knight had been better. Um, mm-hmm. But overall... I don't think it's horrible in a way that like a lot of the DC stuff has been. Yeah. But it's not, it's not focused because there's not a guy there to be like, no, no, no. Like this is your, this is your focus. This is what you're going for this. And I think losing like not being able to have multiple Kevin Feige's has really, really hurt them. So in that sense, yes, they've done too much But If the budgets for these things Weren't so ridiculous And the expectations so high It really wouldn't matter, you know Like uh, Secret Invasion is really only Head-scratchingly, stupidly bad When you look at how much money they spent on that show
0: for 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 nothing to happen (laughs) well and and for a show that looked like it was shot on the volume and in like in like hallways and rooms that are claustrophobic yeah like 200 million dollars for six episodes that don't seem like like Everything seemed like like whenever they had a like an action scene, it was always in like the middle of nowhere on a road, a stretch of road, or in a plaza or in a like or on the docks someplace or something like that, right? Like it just didn't feel I don't know, man. Like it, it, it felt terrible. Like it was it was the first thing that I was truly from head to stern or from you know head to toe, just disappointed in. Like, literally sitting there going, what? I kept on giving it chance after chance, and it just didn't work. Like, there are things in The Eternals that, man, like, that that should, like, okay, so, like, Gemma Chan and and uh, and Richard Madden should never have been casted as the leads. They have yeah. zero chemistry together. Like, yeah. their first 20 minutes should have been this beautiful gods falling in love with one another, there's a sensuality and sexuality but also like this innocence to it it's literally adam and Eve. Oh, like twilight right? though yeah I, it, it was fucking like it was nothing it felt like nothing i sat there and i was just like okay so why am i not why are you not using um don lee and angelina jolie's like yeah. like make them the st- like make them the love story like it's done so badly like all of the decisions in the Eternals is dumb like why do you cast Harry Styles who in the 3 minutes that he's in is more charming than anybody else in there why do you cast him and only put him in 3 minutes right Yeah. like i don't know like Barry Keegan great you you put him in the background why because he's not you know, he's not Richard Madden and Jenna Cham, who are beautiful, empty souls. Like, I don't know, everything that I've watched with Richard Madden since uh, a post-Game of Thrones, I feel like no one knows how to use him. Like, he literally sits there stranded. Uh, same thing with Kit Harrington, who continues to, like, we continue to hear that He's going to be in Blade, but then he's not going to be in Blade. And he's going to be in Blade, but he's not. I don't know, man. Like, it's just, it's a wild, like, the Eternals is such a troubling, uh, like, it's more troubling to me than Thor, Love and Thunder. Like, people love to shit on Thor and Love and Thunder, but I don't know, man. Like, I have I had fun with it. It's kind of like a fun one-off. It's an annual, right? Like, that one to me is like an annual. Like, th- something that you can throw away um, that, like, you know, That isn't, like, hefty and weighty. I I mean, I don't mind it, right? But the Eternals, it's like... Yeah, this is supposed to be a big turning point, right?
2: Thor Love and Thunder's... uh, Fuck-up is really that it's too many different movies. Like, they try to cram at least two different movies into that. Yeah. Maybe three. So... Instead of like... like it, It's kind of exactly what the Dark World was. Because the Dark World had to do all this lifting for the rest of the Marvel franchises. And shoehorn stuff in. But that at least I can look at and go... Eh, it's not great, but it's I guess it's kind of understandable. <clears throat> I wish the villain had been better. This... It's the same thing. I look at it and go. "Eh, It's not that great. I wish it had been better. The villain could have been a lot better. But also. All of the shit that shoehorned in there. Is for no other reason. Than just to shoehorn it in there. I mean. Why do you need. Three different Thor movies. In one movie. Like. Any one of those plots. Would have been enough. For the one movie.
0: Well like, okay, so like my my theory is is it's called Thor, Love and Thunder. Stay with the Jane Foster and Thor yeah. storyline. Make yeah. it a love story. Like, like absolutely make it a make it a like love on the run story, right? Like instead of calling it love, thor uh, Thor Love and Thunder, why not call it Thor Love on the Run? Because you're always constantly chasing Jane and you don't know why, and then it's revealed why you're chasing her. Um but then it becomes like a like a road movie, right? Like, yeah, fine. I can understand that. Or make it about gore, the god killer. Like, make it a true, like, you know, kind of darker kind of thing. But I don't know. I still find it entertaining. It's a lot more, like, okay, I'd rather have an entertaining mess than a stately, beautifully shot, boring, and nothing fucking happens movie like The Eternals, right? And... I'm not going to – I'm going to say that there's a lot of movies that Marvel does where people think that they're they're moving the plot, but the fucking wheels are spinning. Black Widow, um, Thor, Love and Thunder, um, like, you know, The Eternals. Uh, w- w- let's be honest, like Wakanda, Wakanda Forever. Like, I mean, like, it's really a, a wheel spinning movie. It's a one-off, right? Like, it's like, okay, let's deal with the grief and then we'll move forward, because we have
2: to. I mean, that's kind of almost what it feels like that this entire phase has been, is yeah. just these one-off stories that they're kind of hoping something catches. Like, Kang was their big play, and then unfortunately, like, they don't know which side to take. Like, do you cut this guy loose, or do you hope that maybe it's not as bad as it might be, and you can just handle the fallout. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, rider strikes over, I can't imagine the SAG after strike going for, I mean, even if it goes for another month, um, like, there's going to be a lot more pressure to resolve that strike. So, yep. I, you know, I once that's resolved, then... These things you have to start going back into production on. What are you, you going to do about Kang? Because that was your big play. That was the one thing that was going to come out of this phase. And literally everybody was talking about it at the end of Loki. He's the only thing anybody wanted to talk about with Ant-Man. Yep. And that was your play. Now you, you might not have him. You've got to make the decision. To cut loose, are... or or
0: or, pu- or push hard into it, yeah, and it, and ignore everything, and, and that's a weird that's a weird position to be in. Like it's really weird to think that you can either like you either like because there's no recasting this right. Like I know that there's been there's been talk about Damon Idris. And I just started to, like, I started to, like, I watched the, like, my wife doesn't even know. I, I watched the first episode of Snowfall, his show that he's been in. Um, yeah. And I didn't mean to watch that because it's an L.A.-based story um, by Antoine Fuqua, who is an L.A. dude. Like, he's a director that's an L.A. dude. Like, you know, hashtag, like, you know, um, fucking Denzel. Like, you know, all the things. Like, I love Antoine Fuqua. Um, you know, Equalizer. Like, I know I didn't see it in the theater, but I'm gonna I'm gonna buy the 4K. You know this, anyways. Um, Damon Idris is really fucking good, and you could make the shift, right? You could do the, you could do the the roadie thing, right? But you need to do it now. You need to figure it out. But also, like you were saying, I think like you made a good point, which I think that you're also like kind of li- like you're kind of implying, which is is that if you have the writers, but you don't have the actors. Why aren't you getting the group together? Get everybody together. Get Shankman, because I, I like, you know, we all have heard that Shankman is like the dude, right? Like he's the one that's leading the he's the one that's leading the charge, right? Like he's the one that's supposedly the big architect for everything. And hash it out. Like hash out the new, the new version of whatever you're going to do, but commit to it, right? Like if you're not going to have Kang, then maybe it's time to bring Dr. Doom maybe it's time to bring galactus in and can reconfigure the story so that maybe galactus has a little bit of fun and se- still do secret wars but do it in a way that like changes the 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 main the the villain of secret wars and make it something different right like yeah. but something has to happen like there has to be motion now there has to be right there has to be like there has to be something that works. There has to be ultimately like it's the villain problem. They keep on having a fucking villain problem. Now this is completely different, right? Their their villain problem actually came out to the real world, and it's this weird fucking thing now. But I think you're right. They have to commit either or way. They have to either like you know piss or get off or shit or get off the pot, right? Like yep. Feige, they, like Feige needs to make this decision, and then they need to commit to whatever it is and go hard. Um, yeah, you know, uh, it's interesting, like, the life that they're going to have to, they're like, the stuff that they're going to have to do, because I honestly hope that they're taking, they're taking, they're taking notice of what people are saying, because it's no longer just, like, the anti-Marvel people, because the anti-Marvel people have start, had done this from the beginning, right? Like, I, why are there, like, why are DC people... Like, so intent on shitting on Marvel when it's like it's all the same stuff. Like, why can't you just be happy with everything that you get and just if you disagree with it, disagree with it? Don't, don't like go so hard that you're trying to make a war out of it. It's so weird, right?
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, it, it, um, it, it's baffling. Like, if, if it were recreating like the Kind of serious, but also playful rivalry that like used to exist in the comics. That mm-hmm. might be kind of fun, but like, it it's such a, I yeah, it, it, I don't I don't know. I, James Gunn's DC is going to be really really interesting. I, yes, I hope it's not another okay. failure. Like I I don't know. At that point, I I think uh it might be time to just be like oh we're going to sell off this piece of the company <laughs> to like Amazon <laughs> or something you know
1: yeah
0: um. no absolutely i which is shitty um but it's the truth um it's interesting to see how like like so like we have all this weird stuff that's happening right now in phase 5 i mean because like you're adding Deadpool into the mix, which, yeah. like, you know, now it's going to be very weird to see if they can actually make that date. Like, because, like, right now, like, they've stopped. They ha- Like, they can't even go. Like, I know that, like, they said that the first thing that happened was Reynolds started to, like, like work with uh, Reese and Winnick. And Sean Levy on the script because they already had had notes and they already had things that they wanted to do that they couldn't beforehand, like you know because of the improvision on the set, uh, the chaos that Ryan Reynolds brings to that uh, that show. Which, I mean, it's good kind of chaos. Uh, But it's interesting to me that everything is starting to shift, but they still haven't figured. Like they're like some of the stuff is like mid production or a couple of weeks from ending or like all of this stuff like has to push forward but everything seems like it's going to be delayed even more like i would not be surprised if we end up finding out that deadpool next year is now a thanksgiving movie oh yeah because because it's like everything that i've heard about this movie requires that has has required an avenger style scheduling which is to say that There's a lot of cameos, things that we don't even know exist that are in there that require certain people, major name people that are going to be doing cameos in this in a way that's really fun um, in the the way that Deadpool would be a multi-universe movie because that's what it is. They said that I can't imagine if you start up again, the commitments have to be shifted. And so you still want to keep all of that together, right? So that could be something that ends up being no longer May May 3rd and more like November 22nd of 2024, but it's all pushing everything, right? Like Thunderbolts, what's gonna happen now? It's already a December movie. Like it was yeah. supposed to be a Memorial Day weekend movie and then got shifted and everything keeps on shifting. Like King Dynasty and Secret Wars were supposed to be 2025 and 2026, it's now 2026 to 2027. Um, because it's all dependent on fantastic four from what i understand or what we understand um
1: it's
0: it's really wild to watch the business end of it and i was going to ask you something now that like have you did you pre-order your joanna robinson dave gonzalez book
2: yet no not not yet okay i need to Um, to get on that (laughs)
0: I think I'm actually like I actually ordered it and I'm just because I want it in my library but I also pre-ordered it um on Audible. I think I'm going to do it like a really long special pro- podcast because they're reading the like uh they're reading the the book. Like they okay. it's going to be it's going to be like kind of like a back and forth between them. Um so I'm kind of excited about that cuz I love their I, I love their podcast and stuff and so um to have them the game back together is kind of fun. So I'm actually truly interested in their book to see how deep divey and weird and gossipy it goes, if it's truly the book that we want. Like the whole true behind the scenes warts and all, like how much infighting there was during Iron Man and who yeah. won and who lost. Um you know because the stories, the small stories we've heard from Iron Man, the original, it fucking wild wild to think that they didn't have a script they didn't even have an ending for the script and this is all from what i've understood and i don't know correct me if i'm wrong if you've heard something different that it was literally like like the movie they made <laughs> kind of like rogue one ended up not being the movie that eventually was released and yes. there was a lot of editing at the last minute that was done to stitch things together to make it work and like I watched that. Sh- I I've I recently watched it this year, and it's charming. But man, is it held together by the charm of Robert Downey Jr. Like literally, the actors are what pushed that movie through. It, it, is, it
2: is the yeah. It it's like like spit and bailing wire and like like I would I would love to see some other cut of that movie because I guarantee you it just won't be as good. No and. Yeah, it is the. It's well, it's not really the same because they had the money, but like mm-hmm. it's like when you go listen to uh, uh, the first Wu Tang album, Thirty Six Chambers, yeah. and it's just like they made this in their basement, man. <laughs> it's yeah. like the greatest hip hop album of all time, and you know you can kind of tell it's held together. Like, just with, you know, like I said, bailing wire, like, a whatever. Wire, yep. But, you know, of course, Marvel had the budget to, you know, to do what they needed to do. But, uh, like, I, it it's still very, very impressive that they made all of that out of a movie that, I mean, should that movie have been as successful as it was? like it, absolutely it, not it, it, there's just no way man like no but it it just works and you're right robert downey jr is a big reason why it just works and yep. that also begs the question like is that the current problem with the mcu not that they don't have robert downey jr but that they don't have anybody of that caliber You know, I I like Benedict Cumberbatch, but he's not charming in a way that Downey is. He's, like, standoffish and rudely funny and, (laughs) you know, like, that kind of thing. Very British, you know, obviously. Um, Downey just has that, like, you know... Something about him. Chris Evans has something about him that, like, when he picks up that shield, he's just like, "Fuck it, I guess this is what we're doing now." You know, mm-hmm. like, and I, I love Mackie, and I, I think he's gonna be great, but it's not the same. Like, and, and they can't seem to find that person. You know,
0: no, they really can't. That, that star that true star that attaches yeah. to like you know um the that duo of evans and and Downey is like it's the perfect like two sides of one coin yeah because they're both very different it, it's like it's the difference between cary grant and Gary Cooper right like Cary Grant like Downey is Cary Grant and um Evans is Gary Cooper like they're both charming as shit but their energies are completely different um but it's what works in the movie it's what made civil war so good like yeah you know um they, they I, don't
2: they don't have a chadwick man they they don't have they it's just lacking that power and mm-hmm. i don't know what you can do except keep trying you know
0: yeah new people uh new paul rudd is
2: great but like paul rudd cannot like he's he doesn't have that leader kind of thing
0: no he has the same thing that um in a different way he has the same thing that hemsworth has which is is that hemsworth hemsworth in a, in a single film like the Extraction films, he works as like the leader Gravitas thing. But as Thor, they've already set the table that C- Thor can't run anything, least of all himself, right? Um, yeah. You know, uh, like anybody from the Guardians, specifically Chris Pratt, that's just, that's a James Gunn thing, right? Like that is specifically a James Gunn thing, though we've heard the rumors now now, like you know Chris Pratt has already talked about it is that you know they are going to probably do that spin off of the great uh, the legend uh, the, the the legendary, legendary tales of Star-Lord, Star Lord yeah Star Lord which is a so completely different which is what they probably need from him but Pratt doesn't have that um you know there's a lot of people that are
2: now Pratt's are an played. ensemble guy. Like, I yes. mean, the whole thing was an ensemble anyway, always, except for maybe the first Iron Man movie. But, like, Pratt is for sure an ensemble guy. Like, whether he's playing against everybody else or, like, playing—he's leading. Yeah,
0: like, like the, the lead ensemble. The yeah. you know, Michael McKeon of it all, if you will
1: and
2: I I just don't know how a solo thing is if it's truly a solo I don't know how that's going to work um
0: yeah no I, I don't know either
2: honestly I I like I don't think there's a single person and again I know they were always kind of ensembles but huh? I don't think there's a single person in the MCU right now who I feel like could 100% carry their own film. And Downey MCU
0: proper, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Downey Mm -hmm. and Evans for sure could carry their own films. Like if it came down to it, I, Tom Holland. Yeah. yeah, And and Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. As again, I know they're all ensembles, but like, yeah. You look at that first Black Panther. Yes. He's surrounded by. But he's not surrounded by. A bunch of other. Notable characters. Great actors. Yes. But not notable characters. So. Yeah. I mean. And that's kind of what it is. With the Winter Soldier. Like. Great Mm -hmm. actors. Only one other notable character. In the Winter Soldier. Um, And that's. You know kind of what you need Civil War yes it's just a Avengers Film that they didn't call mm-hmm. the Avengers But uh, Tom Holland maybe uh, Yeah
0: but, but he's tied to Sony So they can't really do yeah. it Like they, he can only And be, we like, haven't
2: seen it like there have been no. Three Spider-Man films with Tom Holland So quote solo films The first one co-starred Iron Man in a very big way Yeah um the the second one I guess is kind of the only solo-ish film. Because the yeah, third but, one just yeah, brings three other two other Spider-Mans into it.
0: <laughs> no, absolutely. And like yeah, it's it's weird because it's like I have an idea of how they can do it. Like and they're in the multiverse right now. And to be perfectly honest, Wakanda Forever should have been a twofer. Because they should have brought, they should have done what they did in the what if, but Uh and brought and brought Eric in, Killmonger, but bring brought an alt Killmonger that was still radicalized, but was radicalized for good. Does that make sense? And you have Michael B, then you have Michael B Jordan taking the mantle, like, in a very organic way, taking the mantle of Black Panther, but he's just a little bit different than T'Challa. Like, Killmonger is always going to choose the Batman of it all, like, you know, or not even the Batman of it all. He's gonna choose um, the deep, not not the deep, oh god, I can't even think of his name, from uh, fucking the boys. Um, He's always gonna go that way, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's gonna choose fucking violence. Um, He's gonna choose violence, but it gives, it solves the issue of like leading Gravitas person in a, posi- in a pole position role, like in a lead role. But I don't know, like, uh, you know, uh, Jordan might not have wanted it. Like, you know, there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes that we, that we don't see, we don't know, we don't know what the possibilities were. And also Black Panther is, like, like Guardians, is specific to a director. It's Ryan Coogler, like I don't see if you made Black Panther 3 and it's not directed by Ryan Coogler, I don't know how interested I am of it, right? Like it's very specifically him for good or for, for better or for worse. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be weird and you are right. it is like it's not even a villain problem anymore. It's a lead actor pulling through everything together and being like that Iron Man right like the Iron Man um which and I'll leave with this because I'm very curious about what you think is like do we think that whoever they cast for Fantastic Four has to kind of be that has like the Reed Richards of it all even though Reed is kind of a stick in the mud but if you recontextualize him do we get do we get an actor that is like a I don't know like the right guy to take it over like the, the kind of, because Reed is kind of like the less fun version of Tony. Right. Yeah.
2: Uh, I I mean so much so. And and we didn't even talk about uh, uh, Ruffalo as the Hulk, which has been great, but also uneven as fuck, man. Um, Yeah. Like what is he mysterious and like dark and, Moody or is he like happy Or it's it's So uneven and With no real motivation As to why Um You know I I, do, I don't think there's any world Where Reed Richards Is a good Central figure Like he's yeah. not even The most interesting part of the Fantastic Four It no. It really only interesting because he's so shitty <laughs> that's what's interesting about him in the fantastic four is that these yeah, people yeah. love him and he's so not not shitty in, in an intentional way he's just so oblivious to the human condition and emotion and it like anything not that he doesn't love them too, but like you turned your fucking best friend into a walking pile of rock, dude. Like you made your wife invisible. Invisible. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like you turned her you brother. Made your brother <laughs> yeah. Into a flame, a piece of flame. Um. Yeah. It's uh. Like
2: meanwhile, you still got the brain, and you got the like cool stretchy power, and, and none of yeah. it was intentional, but like. He's fascinated by the side, like he's very Sheldon Cooper. Like, yes, to you know, quote a show we don't, or or to reference a show we don't really talk about, but mm-hmm. it it is. If you've ever watched Big Bang, it is very Sheldon Coopery, where like it takes so much and so long for him to be like, oh, oh wait, I, I this is not the way I should be doing this. You know, he's such a, like, stick in the mud's perfect. Um, And so, like, well, you know, this is the way we, this is the way it's always been done. Or this is the way it should be done. And, like, very rigid with those things. I don't know if you can use that as as the main driving person in a multi- franchise universe i i just i can't see it i mean no if they get the right actor maybe but like i mean the rumors are okay, that so they, they cannot find anybody that wants this
1: part
0: who, well you know who i think would do a perfect job of it and it would be benedict completely. cumberbatch <laughs> No, Do you know who I think they should give it to? And I know it sounds weird, but it would work and go with me. But you'd have to redo, you'd have to rewrite the role from from top to bottom. Glenn Powell. Yeah. Really think about it. Like he's not, he's had the moment with Top Gun Maverick and we can see what he can do. And he has the arrogance, but the likability. And it's almost like, you kind of want them to go that way. But then from, like I said, from top to bottom, rewrite it so that you actually like read, Because that's the hardest part, right? Is casting a likable lead, but also writing it so that it stays within the, the frame, but also just making it enough of like that weirdo scientist, like Bill Nye, that you find yeah. infinitely likable. And I feel yeah. like Powell hasn't like, we're waiting, right? We're literally waiting for Powell, like after Top Gun Maverick, we're literally waiting for him and Miles Teller to like take what they, what Tom Cruise gifted them. I mean, literally, let's be honest. He gifted them those roles to make them stars. So now it's all about like what they do next. And I feel like, why haven't you gone to Glenn Powell unless you have something completely different ready for him? Like, because. Let's be honest, I, I like.
2: honestly think everybody they bring in for, for this movie, I have no knowledge, obviously, but you give somebody even a halfway decent script or just a few pages, I feel like any actor is going to look at that and go, I don't want to read for the science guy. Yes. I want to read for either... The hot-headed kid, unless he's too old, uh, Mm -hmm. are the moody dude made of rock are doom. Like those are the the like I don't want. They just have not been able to make Reed Richards that interesting, and I think it's a lot of it usually falls on the fact that people do not want to lean into. Oh, he's kind of a shitty human being.
0: Like, you know who played... Like, like, let's be honest. Like, they need to fire Shankman. Like, let's let's do Ground Zero. They need to fire Shankman. And they need to offer the Godfather handshake to John Krasinski. Because John Krasinski played a truly despicable human being in The Office that's truly hilarious and charming, right? Yeah. Like, if you if you think about what he does in The Office... He is the worst person in the world. Like, he really is. Like, you wonder why Dwight never caught on and didn't fucking elbow that shit. Like, I, like a recent, like five years ago, I did a rewatch of The Office and it very much made me solidify. Like, oh my God. Like, he is the worst human, he is one of the worst human beings in the world and nobody saw it just because he was charming and he smiled, right? Yeah. But that's that's more Krasinski than the writing and he defies it and so like he's already been cast i almost feel like the only reason why he did it was like to just kind of do it but also in the hopes that maybe they might give him the 250 million dollars to do the fantastic four and just say hey you know what this is your thing do it and I guarantee you it probably didn't happen or it happened in a way where like, oh yeah, you can do it, but you know what? We're going to have our action directors do all the great set pieces. Like what we've learned about what Marvel does, right? Um, the thing that they, the reason why they don't get big big name directors, the reason why they got Kugler at the right time, because they have a system in place where you just, you, you're plopped in, you do certain things, you let the other people do the, the bigger stuff, you are not a part of that, even though you can do pre And like Krasinski is a guy who with his with his, you know, um uh, with his movies, like he he built his movies from the ground up, right? So if you're a filmmaker like that, that's what you want, right? Like yep. and so um I feel like you know people yelling and screaming about Krasinski, I feel like he probably got an offer. He just didn't want to take it because you know, the, the mechanisms are in place. And I bet you anything yep. he probably countered and went, you know what, let me do it my way. I'll even get my wife to be to be Sue and you'll get the true family. And we can cast whoever, you can cast whoever you want as Ben, Dr. Doom and everybody else. But then you leave me the fuck alone and I'll make my movie with your script. But yeah. I guarantee you, they, they were like, no, man, no. Because like, let's be honest, He's already worked with probably the guy who we really want as Dr. Doom, Chilean Murphy. So it'd probably be an easy leap to go, Hey, Chilean, you want to do doom? I don't know. Come on, just do it. And he'll do it. Right. Like, but again, this is all. ahead.
2: The the, the thing that sucks the most is having watched all these episodes of Ahsoka. Yeah. I'm now looking at Ray Stevenson going like, this motherfucker is Doctor Doom, man. And he really is. He's gone. And it breaks my heart.
0: <laughs> it really oh man, I, I don't even know. Like, like it's weird because I think that they knew what they had with Stevenson, like the gravitas he brought, like, and it's just heartbreaking because it's a it's a love letter to him now. Like every time you see him, it's a love letter, but I don't even think that like no one knew like of course, no one knew, and he was just doing what he was doing, and he was like he brought the you know i don't know man, like it's amazing what he's doing in that show like it's it's weird to watch the to watch a star wars show actually star Warsing, especially last week where like it it, it defi- like I, that's why I do we didn't bring, bring bring it up bring it up because I don't know how to talk about how wonderful it is to see star wars star Warsing but like I can't describe why it's star wars like I could kind of do it but I just sound like a blathering idiot right yeah. like like the creatures the fucking creatures the alien creatures like the goofiness of them the the fun moments, the silly moments mixed in with the darker things. And, like, it creates this whole fucking thing that I'm, like, I don't know. I, I, I don't even know. We haven't even talked about it. Like, I don't even know how you feel about, like, all of that stuff and the Ezra stuff. Like, the, the like, not missing a beat with Ezra. Like, I was worried he's still the same. Like, they managed to make Ezra Ezra. Like, And I hope that people go back and watch Rebels because I can only almost fear that they're... Who is this goofy fucking kid? Why is he doing all of this? Why is he this? And I'm like, this is fucking Ezra. This is Ezra. Like, the moment he started doing the whole, no, 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 I got it. You you keep it. You keep it. I've been working. I've been working. I was like, they got it. Like, Filoni got him, like, casted it perfectly. I don't know. um, Like, did you have thoughts about Ahsoka,
2: and this is this particular episode. Um, I mean, I thought it was great, mm-hmm. very Star Warsy, but also very much a not middle because it is the penultimate episode, but like, yeah, okay this this was all of the things that had to happen, mm-hmm. and so. Now it's a matter of like Seeing what comes Next like I'm way more Interested in that
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Overall I just thought It was a good episode
1: not The
2: Be all end all You know much I think it's better than The previous episode for sure Mm
0: -hmm. Absolutely Okay no absolutely Like I'm definitely I'm definitely excited. Uh, for the finale and sad. I mean, because we know that we don't know when we're, what we're getting next, when we're getting it Um, you know, how they're going, like, obviously they've probably dealt with the, the Balian thing and how they're going to end that. Um, I guarantee you they have because they have to, Um, but it's all up in the air, but I'm also all for it. Like I'm really like it's it's weird because it's like we've gotten great Star Wars in these last like you know nine episodes right it's nine right because yeah where is it? yeah it's nine no eight seven 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 because it's eight episodes uh we've gotten great Star Wars and I think I've actually gotten a little bit too greedy because I was like wait wait wait, wait, wait. we're gonna end next week no 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 yeah. no it can't end next week it can't like I need more of this um and we honestly don't like. We honestly don't know what's happening with, like, where Star Wars is going after this, right? Like, we don't honestly know because they've not made any announcements beyond this. Other than we know that Watts' project is out there. Um, we know that that's, like, you know, what, coming summer or uh, spring of 2024? Um, yeah,
1: I think course. so. Um, uh.
0: So it's kind of weird to be leaving on this real big cliffhanger where we don't know all of the, like we don't know what's next and we've had a pretty good idea for the last couple of years where star Wars was headed. And now we're kind of, we're at not a standstill. I mean, we still have Andor, right. We have the second part of Andor and we also have the Acolyte, but those three projects are not tied to the Thrawn, uh, to the Thrawn storyline. Right. Because like, I feel like, like, Whatever Feloni has done, it's now a part of the the Thrawn storyline that's gonna ultimately lead to heir to the Empire.
2: Yeah. I'm so, with you there. Yeah. But uh, um well, wow, I can't believe we filled up two hours.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the first ninety was was kind of about football and sports and yeah, was kind of amazing. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
0: Hopefully people
2: don't hate us. Um all right, uh, go check out everything else we're doing over at XwingFiles.com, including more Ahsoka talk um, with Jacob and Elizabeth. Uh, I would say a deeper dive, but honestly, I don't know that we go deep as much as we, like, wildly speculate about things that are not going to happen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> I love that. Um you can read my, my work and Logan's work on movieall.com. I just finished a huge stretch with Fantastic Fest coverage. Uh, so yeah, pretty impressive, me
2: the... <laughs> doing it all by <laughs> yourself.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I am tired, to say the least. Uh, like, literally, I finished my last. I think I finished my – I think. I'm not sure I have the press site uh, that they have available. So there's a couple of films on there. Um, but as of this moment, I've covered 14 things including one TV show. So like you could literally like, you know, the house of usher, like, I, I mean, like what we talked about last week, I mean, that's eight episodes. So literally I watched 18 movies and reviewed them basically. Um, so I'm a little tired, but you can always read that stuff. Um, Logan's work and uh, everything else that we have on the site, uh, com. And yeah,
2: We'll be back uh, uh, next week. Maybe talking about the creator. Cause I, hopefully. I, tentative plans to go see it so i do too i do too um, um hopefully i will make it um if not you know we'll find something to talk about
0: i mean we, we find stuff all the time to talk
2: about so, <laughs> so uh <laughs> so we will uh see you guys next week Talk to you guys soon. Number one Star Wars,
0: number two comics, number three Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit, number four Mario, number five Weird Down, number six Batman, number seven Cal, number eight Simpsons, number nine TV, number ten every single band that I stole all their MP3s, but before they all sold out, they all together. You with me now.